0: digitalmoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest you have enough to worry about let us help you set it up and you'll be extremely happy with our service hey everybody welcome back to the common sense show thanks for staying with us into our guest segment we're fortunate enough to have my old friend paul preston And he's going to be joining us in this segment. And uh, if you don't know who Paul is, okay, it's okay. You might be new to the movement and welcome. And we all start somewhere. I had my day one too. But Paul um, is the host of Agenda 21 Radio, which is one of the most popular radio shows in all of the country. He also is the president of the New California Movement, which will negate a lot of the negative power that comes out of California as America's most popular state. And, uh, oh, boy, do we need to negate Pelosi and Feinstein and all of them. So he's got his nose in some really important stuff. He's very well connected, and, and you're going to hear that as we go through. So we're going to kind of talk about the status of America and what lies ahead on the road between now and the election in November. And America's in the balance because I really think Governor – I loved Governor Abbott. Let me tell you something. I love the man. I respect him so much. And today he just crapped on his citizens. Oh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, you can go out and protest all you want. Everybody else, if you want to get out in public uh, and have a large gathering, you have to get government approval. Really? So now we have rules for thee and not for me. And it's incredible. I cannot believe he did this. And he was one of my hmm. idols. So we're going to get into that as well, too. But anyway, before we get to Paul, we got to pay a couple bills. Okay? Number one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a situation where we are being set up to have food used as a weapon. I have described it on the commonsenseshow.com many, many times. We've talked about it here and we've done shows on it. And uh, we have 20 empty meat packing plants, and I'm not going to go on to all the details, but let's just say it's there, it's happening, food inflation's happening. My wife was quoted when she went to buy meat. They told her, you can only have so much. And they told my sister the same exact thing. So folks, please believe me, you need to make food preparation part of your daily plan because there's going to come a time when food inflation hits, and this economy continues to buckle, that you are not going to be able to get these products. And there's going to come a time, I already know this, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll just be in such mourning because I love working with the people at MPS. But there's going to come a day, and they know it too. They see what's coming. So, ladies and gentlemen, restaurant-quality food, no glyphosates, no GMOs, 25-year shelf life, go to preparewithdave.com and take advantage of the 40% off savings, $100 off the four-week emergency package And you can buy multiple sets. That's preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you have to have water. And uh, I'll tell you, folks, if the society continues to deteriorate and the water's not drinkable out of your tap, you need a good filter. And we've got the Alexa Pro Pure Water Filter. It's the best there is. The research that shows you that is at waterwithdave.com. compares to all the competitors, and it just kicks butt, and they're offering 40% off. WaterWithDave.com. So you've got the food with preparewithdave.com. You've got the water with waterwithdave.com. And now we've got Paul Preston who sat through this lengthy intro (laughs) and he's with Dave. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Hey, thanks for joining us, my friend. I'm so glad you could be with us. And I I, I come into this interview with a really heavy heart today. Usually I'm really upbeat, optimistic, and I think we're going to end up winning. But when Texas is going down and they're getting ready to close again, Paul, it's hard to remain optimistic.
1: Well, you know, uh, here's here's what uh, people need to start realizing. Like out here in California, the governor came out and made it a mandate that everybody's got to wear their masks And regardless of are in out, wherever you're at, you always have to wear the mask. Well, you know, as you know, and as we've all been finding out, it's a very, very dangerous proposition for people to wear masks uh in the fashion that they're being requested to do so 24 7 basically wherever you go you have to sure. wear a mask and all that stuff um you know it it uh, hypoxia sets in in uh, very quickly in people that are wearing masks they don't even know it they walk around feeling a little lightheaded and dizzy well that's uh, because you have too much uh, carbon dioxide in your bloodstream and that's something that happens all the time with the mask. the masks are not sterile and the masks you know, certainly do not filter out the COVID virus. Uh, a A lot of people are misled about that. Most of the viruses that enter your body come through the mucosa of your eye membranes. And uh, so we're the, if you really want to avoid the, the COVID virus, you have to be completely suited up with a mask and um, a, a suit, you know, that's taped to get taped with your wrists or tape and your hands are gloved up and a shield uh, for your eyes. I mean, this is something that's going to cost you $10,000 to walk around to go around, uh, you know, the community. And uh, again, uh, in cases of virology, and we've seen this, Viruses, you know, they run their course usually starting in October if it's going to be a a flu or a cold or something like that. And then they kind of really taper off when they get into summertime. Now, this one's supposedly unique, and they've been telling us it's a unique virus and the possibility of it coming back in the summertime, which doesn't really happen a lot with this particular type of of, uh, species of virus. But they're telling us it is, and, of course, suddenly in California – in texas you have all these huge outbreaks and all the hospitals are being swamped well the truth be known there was a a, a nurse a brave very brave nurse who came out last week or at the end of the beginning of the week and um i think his name is tim thompson a pastor in riverside county he's got a great series out there uh, they blew the whistle and they blew the whistle on the people that are being brought over from mexico specifically mexicali here in california and by the hundreds, by the 1000s they're coming across the border, and they're sick. And they're being facilitated by helicopter and distributed uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the state of California into the hospitals, and that's what's caused the spike, Dave. Now, I'm sure that same uh, process is going on a little bit different variant in Texas. We haven't quite followed up on that. But that's the main reason. In fact, the people will tell you, especially in Southern California, Riverside County, San Bernardino County, Imperial County, San Diego County, they'll tell you that before this recent spike, the trend line for COVID virus was doing the traditional thing that viruses do as they get into the springtime and summer season. So um, this outbreak um, matches, of course, what's actually going on in Mexico because Mexico has, doesn't do a lot of testing for COVID, and they do have a lot of cases of COVID. In fact, the, the rate of COVID there in Mexico is that of almost that equal to Iran now, which has not been doing a very good job. Well, Mexico has really not been taking care of business with the COVID. We know that. But why should our businesses all be shut down, continue to be shut down, under these emergency edicts by dictators such as Gavin Newsom, because we're taking now, the spikes are, are being caused by illegal foreign nationals coming across our border that are sick with the disease and being put in our hospitals. Why should we? Uh, that you know, I think uh, Governor Abbott uh, should uh, check what's going on about how these. Why the sudden spike? And the sudden spike appears to be
0: these illegal foreign nationals. Do you think that he's aware of this? Is he in a position to know?
1: I I don't think so. I, I, there's such a clampdown on all the news. Um, I don't think he understands it yet. We've been trying to communicate these things as we get them because this, this is the only thing that really explains it. I mean, I'm a biologist, Dave. I you know I, mm-hmm. I for years a biologist and biology instructor and taught neurology and, and you know physiology and um, you know genetics and virology. Well, I taught all that stuff, microbiology. I taught all that stuff, and this is clearly not really uh, how it, it behaves in nature. Let me put it to you that way, and so the spiking in the summertime—they promised the World Organization, the World Health Organization, promised that there could be this spiking situation because of the genetics. Well, what we do know is that this thing has been completely genetically modified. We do understand that, and uh, so with the modifications, um, there are you know possibilities that something that's man-made may come back in this fashion, but. It really doesn't pan out, especially now that we're finding out we're getting more illegal foreign nations flooding across the border. They're usually coming across in the Indian territories, which is, of course, we're not supervised by the federal government. You have a tribe that has a property that's in Mexico and then in the United States. Well, you know, they're free to come across the border. And that's allowed a lot of smuggling and drugs and things like that happen. So this is one of the sources by which these people are coming across. And California is encouraging it. In fact, um, Governor Newsom went down to Imperial County just recently to try and basically arrange this with uh, some of the hospital administrators down there. And there's some messages and notes. I haven't seen them. I've had them read to me. And they're just like, wow, what they're trying to do in California. California has a budget shortfall of $85 billion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Minor little problem. And they have no way out. They can't get loans. Um, they haven't, uh, they're, they're in default of their budget documents. In other words, they have to do these audits and so on, have those available to the public and to potential bondholders, right? It's just kind of standard procedure. Well, they haven't actually been able to produce them because people that are responsible for producing these documents are saying, no, we're not going to produce them because the numbers are wrong. They're just saying no. So that's not going to get far in Wall Street if you need money. So they're trying right now desperately to borrow money from within their own um, budget categories. They have some like 2,000 budget categories they can start to squeeze money out of. And um, their shortfall is enormous, as you can imagine. But, you know, lo and behold, the federal government comes along and gives California $27 billion dollars and $27 billion in COVID relief. So this money is supposed to go to business. You remember they said that small businesses will count on this money and uh, it'll go to unemployment? Well, that money was sent some time ago to the state of California. And the state of California was supposed to give this money to all these people out there that have businesses to save their businesses, to help them through this whole thing, and to help citizens. And the bottom line is, excuse me, I got <laughs> Didn't disconnect the phone. The bottom line is is that uh, the state never gave the money to the people. It's, they've just held on to it to this very day, and the reason why they held on to it is because they can't go out and get money from Wall Street and other lenders to help them through the July to December period, or actually October period when property tax starts to kick in. So they're in a real terrible bind, and worse yet. They're using money that was destined for all these businesses to keep to keep uh, uh, the state of California moving as a state. That's how desperate it is out here. Imagine this;
0: it's just amazing. I want to ask a really unintelligent question, but because I, I honestly don't know the answer, when you get money from the federal government like Newsom has and you hold on to it, how long is it legal? Or excuse me, let me ask it a different way: When does it become illegal? to hold on to it
1: it it just depends on how the funds are to be sometimes you can hold on to it um at the most from what i hear 90 days before distribution then you have to distribute it and uh, usually it's distributed by way of the county uh treasuries so the, the state distributes to the county treasury it's not really often that it goes directly to an entity Um, That's just the proper, normal course of distribution of funds. That's the way it's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. So usually 90 days at the max. Well, they've had this money much longer than 90 days. Much longer than 90 days right now. And, of course, with more COVID virus patients, see, it's more money the state's going to get. Get it?
0: I got it. I got it perfect. I I get it. It's depraved indifference towards the welfare of your citizens. Uh, What's he doing with the money? Do you have any idea?
1: Well, right now he's just trying to pay the basic bills, which he's not going to be able to do probably after uh, the the July first, and uh, we think he's going to struggle on perhaps to October first in this fashion. But you know, um, it could all come tumbling down if the federal government, through the IRS and through the Treasury, um, force him to cease and desist all spending all federal funds because. He doesn't have his audit together. He's supposed to have an audit that's a yearly audit. He's one year behind on that right now. And there's a whole bunch of other auditable things that um, they're going to have to produce because it looks pretty clear to me that the Justice Department's going to have to come in. The Inspector General from the Justice Department, Inspector General from the Treasury, Inspector General from the IRS are all going to have to come in and, and take a look at this and they will put a freeze on federal dollars coming to california that would be an absolute disaster for california absolute disaster and that could all happen within just a few
0: weeks maybe there's no rules we're playing by I, that's why i don't mean to be flippant but there's no consistency in rules that are happening anymore I, I mean just look at Abbott. yeah uh if you're antifa you can go out in the streets and violate social distance everybody else wear a mask
1: yeah. It, it's a. Uh, this is the dystopia that they want everybody in,
0: and that's why. It's- And viruses, it is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to waterwithdave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time.
1: Somebody needs to be consistent all the time about the law. And what the law says is that they can't lay down these kind of rules, these health rules, that are infringing upon people's liberties. And in fact, um, there was just a Supreme Court decision, I think, that pointed that out, that uh, de Blasio and Como could not close down or interrupt um, religious services based upon their orders from the COVID virus. They couldn't do it. I think the Supreme Court just did that. So that just came. I was looking at Fox News. I was waiting before the interview that they popped that up there. So that's a new story out there. So that would that would um, go to the second part of the First the Amendment. First Amendment, the, first Amendment, the fir- very first element is freedom of religion. The second part is freedom of speech and um, freedom, you know, to uh, freedom of press and freedom of assembly, and then of course freedom to grieve. So those elements in the first uh, that's clear, a clear signal from the Supreme Court that all those elements. Uh, they cannot stop, and they can't. But, you know, they're trying to, like Governor Governor Newsom. He's a dictator, and out here in California, you know, we're really abnormal now because we have switched from having three branches of co-equal government from one another, a judiciary, a uh, legislative, and executive branch. Those are the three branches that all states have. Uh, they all follow that little federal model. And um, of course, the legislative branch consists of an assembly or a house of representatives and a senate. There's two bodies that go there. It's called bicameralism. And what they've what they've effectively done out here in California is they've eliminated the legislative branch. And um, what's happened is that the elimination of you know, the le- legislative branch means there's only two branches of government left: the executive and the judiciary. So the, through the system. And the way they have it written right now in the laws, they've completely bastardized the, the government of California so we have a pure dictator. <laughs> a pure
0: dictator. Mm-hmm. I see that. And, and so there's no recourse. I mean, who's going to come and get him with the, with the illegal money? I mean, I don't see any avenue. If Trump won't act on Antifa in Seattle, then how can we expect him to act on Newsom with uh, this uh, funny money?
1: Well, you know the um, it's going to be kind of an interesting thing. I think he, I think the president is setting a lot of these people up, and certainly is. Nunez, but not Nunez, but um, uh, Devin. Excuse me, not Devin, but Gavin uh, Newsom. There's an N in there somewhere. Gavin Newsom. I think is just getting set up. I absolutely believe he's uh, not getting. I think he's just setting himself up for the big fall. And if I was Donald Trump, and I, um, again, I'm. I'm I'm amazed at the man and what he's done here. But it's pretty obvious to me that he's watching out here in California, and uh, he's just going to let this guy put the noose around his neck and jump. I really think so. And, uh, you know, I hate to use that metaphor because, you know, we got the, the Wallace thing and all this other other thing out there. Oh, yeah. uh, but that I think that's uh, probably uh, maybe he puts it around his, his waist and jumps. Um, but this is what he's doing to himself and uh, it's pretty obvious he's doing that so um it's a you i think what the other thing was seattle i think the same thing and at, at some point in time trump's going to say you democrats cannot handle your own state and it's building up for cuomo and um, clearly for cuomo i mean really it's building up for him you're going to see how this whole thing blows up here in a little bit with him but i think that new york i think that uh, illinois In California and uh, Seattle, or Washington, and also Oregon, are going to see some major changes in the next uh, three to four months. Definitely,
0: In, in my very humble opinion, Paul, where there needs to be an investigation is in Michigan and New York, when both governors respectively took positive COVID patients and put them into nursing homes.
1: Absolutely, you are so right. I think that it's so right that is so evil, and again. It's evil what Newsom's doing right now by allowing he's he's encouraging these people to come across the border and they're coming from Mexicali into El Centro, uh, that and uh, to use the term that the nurse uh, was using today, that uh, that hospital there is completely overrun now with COVID patients, and you know the first thing she said that when these patients were being flown in and air flighted, thirty six to a hundred thousand dollars per air flight and the state's paying for it. Um, Imagine this: They come into the hospitals, and as she said, that she said they're all healthy-looking people. Um, they don't seem to have the real problem She calls them walkie-talkies. They're fine, and and um, none of them need oxygen, or very few do. And she said, she said it's just really kind of weird the way this whole thing is going on. Well, you know what's going on? You know, they're bringing people who test positive from Mexico. Doesn't matter how sick they are, and they're putting them on. You know, they come, bring them across the border, and they throw them in the hospital just to get the money, even though they're
0: not sick. Yeah, I I just you know I can look at what needs to be done uh, from a statutory standpoint, but it's hard for me to see anyone carrying this out. Um, Trump's going to have to cross the line that he's lock, he's boxed himself into. I mean, Newsom needs to be arrested. At some at what point does Trump come and arrest him? In your opinion,
1: I think that we're um, seeing it right now. Because I do know, um, since I did have I broke this story this morning, I, we broke it from the standpoint that we had heard about the, 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 the people coming across the border and, and what was going on there. And then of course, with the, the other break in the story is we put on a press release about how Newsom is funding illegally the, the budget right now with the COVID virus federal funds, the 27 billion. That's how he's keeping California afloat right now. And so he's betting that uh, later on he's going to get more federal funds to keep the, the state budget floating um, and for another 10 or 4 I think he's talking about 14 billion additional dollars down range. And he thinks that he's going to be able to get by with that. I, it's not going to happen. He's just trying to push the can down the, the, the proverbial street. But the problem is he's at the end of the street and there's a big wall and he can't kick it over the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really what's happening. So. Um, i think it's going to happen very soon and and when it does happen it happens fast and uh, we've been preparing our our new californians uh you know for an event and we think that there is going to be an event and and, uh there's high probability as chris street always says you know these kind of things where there's big money um you know chris is a, a an expert forensic accountant he's helped the fbi he's seen these things before he's done workouts and he's been a part of these things and he says when big money goes there's all kinds of major crazy things that happen around the collapse of big money and he says california it's already getting crazy um and you know the 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 governor is doing crazy things like importing sick people so that he can get money for it. it's the same thing as cuomo you know what he did with uh sick patients going into the uh, rest homes same thing putting all the sick patients in, in the rest homes when they didn't need to be moved. And that was the other thing that the nurse said. She said, if these people are in Mexicali, they need to stay there in Mexicali because the high probability of the spread is very great when you're moving them around from city to city. So they're moving these people around, can bring them across the border. They're going three and four times, sometimes two times at least on a helicopter to different communities in California you know so the prob- probability of the spread is enormous with this, so they're they're doing some really crazy things. But at the end of all this, as we're starting to see, which might be the end for California, um, desperation is setting in, and they'll do crazy things. They'll absolutely do crazy things.
0: Well, what kind of crazy? I I can think of one, but I want to hear it from you. What what kind of crazy things do you think they're going to do?
1: Well, I I think that um, in the end, you're going to see violence to some degree in many places and i think there's a national movement for black lives matter to push everything into a violence mode and i think that there in certain places of california they'll try and push that i think this last time when black lives matter came out it was more like of an expeditionary force throughout california um they were fairly successful from in orange county in terms of just you know impact of you know a lot of people out there protesting and uh, we didn't have a lot of real burning going on. We had some in San Luis Obispo, where the burning went on. Were of course the liberal cities in California, but we had a lot of uh, militia activity and uh, people stepping up to stop, you know, these people from burning communities. We had San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara County, um, Kern County, Sutter County, Yuba County several counties uh, in the gold country area all stepped up with their sheriffs and also militia side by side it was a pretty amazing thing to hear we were getting inundated here because uh, this was back in the time when they were telling that these police officers were taking knees in certain cities and uh, we were getting inundated because people were saying what do we do what are we do? so what what it came down to dave This is a great learning experience as to why the Constitution includes a militia and also the Second Amendment. But uh, one of the communities was going to be overrun by antifa and Black Lives Matter, and you know they're going to come in with over a thousand people, maybe fifteen hundred. That was the plan. And uh, so, people from New California said, you know, called the police department. They had a police department said. Well what are we going to do they they were promising to go out in the neighborhood and you know steal and you know destroy things and burn things and the police and police said well they're they're going to target the police station and all we have are the resources to protect the police station you're on your own. Hmm. on your <laughs> so, own huh on your Right own. you're on your own in a big this is a, a really big city in one of the counties in new california one of the coastal counties and so people bonded together, and uh, they, they, they basically stood their ground in their own neighborhoods. And it, as it turned out, they never showed up out there. Uh, we also asked some militia groups to come in, and we knew they were there. Uh, the presence was a little overwhelming, I think, and nothing happened. Now, up the coast from there, in um, Paso Robles, beautiful, beautiful, uh, San Luis Obispo County, Paso Robles, a beautiful town and uh they uh, uh, black lives matters and antifa came in there and they were going to burn down Paso. so the, the hell they were um people put out on facebook uh protect paso people can go right now and check it out they said uh, they put a P- protect paso within about two hours they had six thousand people respond and they all went down heavily armed and sat in front of all the businesses in Paso Robles, and Black Lives Matter came in and didn't do diddly. And the, here's the topper for this: um, I get this story about what happened, and I get it from a you know blogger who called in and said, "God, they, they, you know, what they did to protect Paso Robles." And I said, "No, what they said? They brought in all their whips and their nice. you knives, know, because Paso Robles is a ranching place. There's cattle all over the place in beautiful wine country. But anyway," and I said the whips and, and their knives know yeah, they brought their knives into they slaughter the cattle with and cut the hides and then they brought their whips i said the whips and so one of our that very night um we had a call a conference call with our county chairs and the, one of the county chairs from pastor robles said well that's not really the way the story went paul and i said well how did the story go and she said well they everybody got all gunned up and everybody was down there in the streets protecting pastor robles and uh one guy showed up a biker dude and he looked like a biker dude and he showed up and he parked his bike and uh he had a whip and he started cracking his whip <laughs> i guess it scared the hell out of antifa uh, i that would scare the hell out of me too but uh anyway so that's the story it's it it wasn't everybody showed up with their whips and knives and <laughs> fast robo sit, but it was at least the one biker dude did
0: <laughs> the whip patrol the whip patrol yeah Whip yeah. it! <laughs> yeah, I know. Whip it good. I think we had a song like that in the eighties, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, whip it, whip it good. Um, and <laughs> I'm not <even> going <laughs> to advocate for violence here, but you're not hearing me <laughs> chastise you for bringing it up. Okay. Um, all right. So we've got investigations going on. We've got the problems with Newsom. Um, What's his drop-dead day? When, in other words, th- all these sins will be known to the world it, with that exclusive of an investigation. When does it become self-evident he's a criminal with regard to this money?
1: Well, I think you're getting there real soon. Um, and let me explain some about the drop-dead day. There's two drop-dead days for Newsom. as a, And uh, like all governors, um, when they issue an emergency proclamation, in most states, the emergency proclamation goes for 60 days. Some are 30, and some are 60. Because what that means is that uh, the governor has the opportunity to act without legislation. He can just act and command that things get done. And um, but oddly enough, you know, we we talk about this COVID virus, and when we take a little history lesson, we realize this COVID virus business was was really a plan for a long time. And over the years. So this is kind of how it plays out in California. And we're talking over the years since the 1990s, and it started actually in the late 80s, the 1990s, and grew to fruition in the fashion that we have it today. But it, oddly enough, in California, on in 2015, they changed the um, Governor's Powers Act law. And what they did is they modified it so that it gave the governor full authorities regardless of the 60 days so he could go 60 days and beyond and the only thing that would change that is if you had a joint resolution
0: the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals from my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie Uh, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: Between the Assembly and Senate to tell them to stop. Well, you know, they're not going to get a joint resolution in the, in the Assembly and Senate. So what it effectively does is it completely leaves the legislature out of any fundamental decisions that go on by the legislature they can't do anything and in fact the the, the you know as i was saying earlier we have three branches of government supposedly but we don't anymore because the assembly and senate mean nothing in california now what we have is two branches left we have a an executive and we have a judiciary now i ask you what could possibly go wrong there well just about everything yeah exactly. put on your mask and and bring in the cash. That's really what it is. He's looking for cash to keep the state afloat. And he's he's inconveniencing us. And he's destroying businesses. But that's okay. It's all justified if he gets billions of dollars from the federal government.
0: Well, then they need to shut him off. I mean, yeah. by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. DigitalMoney.com is really where you want to go to have a safe place to invest. You have enough to worry about. Let us help you set it up, and you'll be extremely happy with our service. It's to the Trump people.
1: Oh, yeah, well, to the Justice Department. Yeah, they, they all, they've all they all gotten this, and they, they've gotten the stories for a lot of other people, too. The stories that we gave them with the economic information just got there two days ago, so um, they're going to have to digest that. But they'll see immediately what this is tagged into. Uh, with this whole thing about importing illegal foreign nationals to come in to our hospitals in California. They get that right away. That's already been reported by other people.
0: should be a mandatory report requirement from every hospital.
1: Well, the hospitals, you know, they're in bed with big money.
0: I know. And they should make it a crime when they catch them not reporting. That's right. And and then find the hell out of them. I, I just... To me, if we just follow the rule of law, we would have been okay. Uh, we can't take another shutdown, Paul. Th- this th- we won't get up from this. No. You know,
1: one of the things I'm I'm just I'm just now looking at. Um, well, whatever I'm doing with the magically comfortable things, um, I'm looking at uh, the story that just came in that the Supreme Court sided with uh, Texas on mail-in ballots and says no to them. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: I huge, just saw that. Huge, huge, I'll tell you, that's the single best reelection news we've heard in a while.
1: Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. Because we'll have to see how that plays out in California, because California, you know, they uh, that was one of the first things that uh, Newsom ruled, is that uh, he gave an executive order that there, everybody would have mail-in ballots. He got challenged, and the court uh, said, no, you can't do that. And so then he went. To, he went to his legislature... <laughs> the the limp legislature that doesn't work but he had a bill put in by the senate in the morning and it was passed by the senate and the assembly and he signed it that very same day in the afternoon to make mail-in ballots mandatory and
0: do you think he'll go into um, defiance of this rule i don't know i don't know if he, he does doesn't trump. that give trump the, uh, the impetus to go in and have him arrested
1: well i think i think you may see something happen before that i really do and i think he's like i said i think Newsom is that uh, i i can't tell him to stop and neither can you uh, we're just advising the public and we're doing our things that we need to do um he's just hanging himself literally but and you know dig uh, let, let me put it to you this way when a guy's digging a hole um And, you know, he thinks he's making progress, and he keeps on digging. You know, you can't uh, take the shovel away from a guy like that.
0: Nor do you want to.
1: No, exactly. I'm not going to take the shovel from him.
0: Yeah, stay with those shovel analogies and away from the rope, please. (laughs) Yeah, I I will. I'm sorry. I apologize on my You know, I just... And I know I want to ask you about this too, because in California, I know the legislature passed a um reparations bill, and I'm not going to defend myself, but um, I've treated every person in my life with integrity and respect. Yeah. and and I don't need to defend myself. I will not pay for the sins of other people from no. three hundred years ago. I will not. I, that's an illegal fine. Um, because if we go back, Uh, let's say we went back into African culture just to extend the argument, you're going to find injustices that happened there that carried over to some of the people who were brought here under slavery, and so do you go back in 500 years 1,000 years, how far back do we go now?
1: Well, Um, I think it's a a fundamental question about what is slavery, slavery, where it's at today and uh, what it was like back then, I think people rather than focusing on the so-called sins of the past slavery they need to look around and say you know what we have slavery right here in front of our faces and it's destroying our our own country yet we're we're tolerating it we're not saying anything about it we're not mentioning anything about it you know human trafficking is slavery i don't care what anybody says people are being bought and sold and uh just like in slave, it's slave times um, but it's just taken to a little bit different complexion. And for whatever reason, you have churches that are associated with it because they're making a lot of money. These nonprofits that are associated with it, they're making a lot of money. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, just like what's happening right now with these COVID patients. They're being bought and sold and bought across the border because, you know, these guys represent about 50 grand a month or something like that. Something crazy to the hospitals that will be servicing them once they're over on here on the border. Um, you know, this is a form of slavery. And why are we talking about reparations when slavery is happening right now, yet the Democrats, they don't want us to talk about it now, do they? Nancy Pelosi does not want us to talk about human trafficking because, you know, her own Democratic Party, by way of the cartels and by way of nonprofits through George Soros, the DNC gets a lot of money from this. And they get a lot of money from hustling around, um, you know, the drug trade. That's the way they make their money. And uh, so they're not saying anything about this stuff. But you know we need to stop and check do a gut check, like Lou Holtz used to say. You know Lou Holtz is one of my favorite football coaches, and I always used him as an inspiration when I was coaching football. But uh, he all, yeah, I'll never forget the times when he'd go in at halftime and Notre Dame was down, and he'd say, well, it's time it's a gut check time. We got to check it out. We got to do a little gut check here and, and come back and and be stronger. And of course, that's one of the great things of athletics is you know, which is a diminishment uh, uh, program in schools these days. But um, one of the things you learn is you learn how to suck it up and do a gut check. And that's what we need to do as a nation is do a gut check on human trafficking now. And then, see, we can sink the Democrats on this. Why aren't you doing something more about human trafficking, Nancy Pelosi? Why doesn't anybody ask that question? I mean, it's just to me, it's an obvious thing. What are you doing about human trafficking? Show us a bill. Show it. And that, and she has done nothing about it. All she's done is, you know, prime the pump. Remember, it was her and other people that thought it was okay that Obama was putting kids in cages, and then they used those same pictures of kids in cages during Ob- to blame Trump. Yeah, if kids I were remember. in cages. Remember that?
0: I remember that well. Um, well, I can tell you why she's not uh, having to answer the question because she only answers to the mainstream media, and they're not going to ask her any embarrassing questions. Right? Exactly. I do that. Exactly. I mean, I mean, Paul. Let, let's just let's get to the bottom line here. Okay, the bottom line is, I don't care if you're talking about COVID and the lockdowns. I don't care if you're talking about destabilization of race riots, contrived race riots. I don't care if you're talking about the mass casualty events, I believe, that are coming. Um, I don't care if you're talking about Pelosi ignoring uh, human trafficking uh, and and modern-day slavery. When we get down to it, the bottom line is, is there's a group of people in the world, some of them international, some in our deep state, that want America gone and replaced by the Bolsheviks. And in a a lesser level, you have Democrats that want to be on the winning team and they're hoping for a better position than the one they can't be elected to down the road on the way the climate of the country is right now. And then you have subversive groups like Antifa with malcontents, malfits and misfits and people released from prison over covid who are just happy to have a holiday from law and order. To me, that's how I see this whole thing going down. But at the end of the day, they want to take this country down. This is what it's
1: all about. That's exactly right. And, you know, the the main artery behind it um, are a couple of big churches and the United Nations. And, you know, the United Nations has long been a criminal cabal. And we've just been sort of invited to hang in there. Now, we've been supplying money to try and keep this uh, United Nations organization going. But it is clearly a national socialist. That's Nazis, for those of you that don't know, run by the Nazis and run by the communists. So uh, there you have it. And so they want to destroy the United States because of, as Patrick Wood, who, who's written a book called Technocracy Rising, and of course the uh, trilaterals over Washington will tell you, it's all that uh, they're trying to turn the world into a resource-driven world. No longer fiat currency, it's going to be all down to resources. And so nation-states, which are supposed to go away, um, and their borders are supposed to come tumbling down. Are supposed to be ruled by one group of people at the top, one world order. And of course, it's these people who want the resources of all these nations. And the only way they're going to get it is get the people off the resources, get them, off, you know. So the, it, the whole thing about uh, depopulating the planet comes up just so the benefit of these uh, people can rule the world. This is the reality check of what it is, ladies and gentlemen. This is it. And they push their plan. And here it is. It's been a plan that's been in, in the works since the end of World War II. Some people call it the Fourth Reich. We've heard that term before, following the Third Reich of Adolf Hitler. Now we have a Fourth Reich that's here. And um, it's it's being very well run. It's very well financed. And, uh, you know, it's interesting now we're be- being able to clearly, through media such as yours and mine and all the other alternative media, we can start to see clearly who the demons are behind all this, And uh, start to do something about it. But this is the swamp that Trump has pledged to drain. And uh, he's had an uphill fight. And I had a conversation with somebody in in Washington uh, the day before yesterday. We talked about this uh, uphill fight. And um, he was saying, and this is a very important person. um, Everybody knows who this person is. But uh, they were saying they just didn't understand the degree of how deep and thick and penetrated the swamp has become around all of washington's bureaucracy and they under anticipated it they were shocked by the size and scope of it and even said to me like i say the people generally that even every day it's a new day and a new adventure to see how far this has gotten over the years and you know of course trump's just come in he's only he hasn't even been there four years and i asked him i said well how the progress that, that in your estimation knowing this now how far how well do you think it's it's worked he says it's worked very well you know they're, they're getting down to deeper levels within the bureaucracy with people that are loyal to the president i said will another four years do it and they said no another four years of trump will get it on its way but this whole uh, taking down the rest of the deep state and Of course, the culture that has surrounded all these bureaucracies will take another 10 to 12 years. And he says what the plan is. Obviously, you can see this. um, They just got the 200th judge, the appellate court level, put in. The plan is to really push in as many candidates for these court vacancies, which has been their Achilles heel. And uh, one more term of Trump, you know he's probably going to get two more justices that will really seal the deal for the next 20, 30 years, regardless of who the president is. And uh, so you'll have conservative judges. So that's what they're trying to. you got to get them in. we got to get them elected and um, see how long this whole thing, t- you know, how it all pans out. The other part of it is the congressional districts and seats uh, that we got. We got to take the House back and we got to get rid of some of these senators and put pressure on them that are, this is the rhino senators that are left over, that um, even Lindsey Graham is an example, there, that are kind of spoiling the deal for most um, people in the Senate.
0: Yeah, Lindsey Graham has turned out to be uh, not the friend of the people.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. He's a friend of Lindsey Graham's.
0: <laughs> he wants to be on the side that's winning. Right. Every morning he gets up, he sticks his finger into the air. Uh, after he pulls it out of somewhere else, and he sees which way the wind is blowing, and then he goes that way. That's totally true. When you said there was going to be violence in California, uh, especially if someone was moving on Trump, uh, not Trump, but uh, 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 the governor Newsom, to take him out of office, uh, were you, did you have in mind the group formerly known as the California State Militia?
1: I think, um, yes, I think that there's a possibility that's going to play out um, there with them. I think they're gonna run into some problems because we actually now that I understand it and um the antifa things and all the people crying for help and putting together uh, the semblance of a, a militia for New California. Um, and, and there will be, you know, and you gotta remember we're building a state, Dave, and it's not like we're gonna focus and all these crazies are gonna come down from the woods and they're gonna be militia and all this other good stuff um no, that's not the way it works and that's not the way we're going to work it and of course we will establish just like we will establish a national guard we will establish a, a militia but i was uh i was absolutely stunned at the first of all the the quality of the people and who the people were uh we're talking about hundreds of people that turned out to put the stops on this and they were very professional uh antifa hated them because they were there uh they infiltrated antifa and their various uh Events which was devastating to them. One of the things I want to say um, is I observed uh, two Antifa uh, events, and I call them Antifa because Black Lives Matter and Antifa are are terrorist organizations, and they work together even to this day. Even though Antifa was declared a terrorist organization, so far the Marxist-trained, very highly trained Black Lives Matter folks have not been, and they should be. Because that's exactly what, and they're international. That's the other thing. But the um, the situation with um, what I saw at these at these so-called rallies and the protests is that they're very, very well trained and disciplined and structured in their protests. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that I saw a lot of grooming of children. In my professional opinion, I used to work with this kind of stuff where children had been groomed by sex offenders and so on. You. And you know how, as an educator, you've seen this before. But uh, this grooming that was going on with these uh, kids, and the the groups that I saw were 16-year-olds to 22-year-olds that were about 60 in the first bunch and about 45 in the other. But they they had a command and control system. They had uh, two cars back in the parking lot. It was a jack-in-the-box. They had two cars in the back parking lot. Both of these gentlemen that were in the car were, were black men. And um, they were—they had radios plugged in and microphones, and they were talking to, I called them the lieutenants, the lieutenants that were walking on the sidewalk behind the kids that were lined up along the curb with signs and everything. And that person was getting signals, radio signals, um, as to what time, when to do certain cheers, what type of cheers and so on, and what kind of chants and do sign things. Um, it was very well coordinated, very, very well coordinated. And I saw I saw the video that happened in a couple of other places, and it turns out these I called them the, the lieutenants in this very same group that was in our town. was in other locations. I got to watch their little act again but uh this is they, they to say that they're not coordinated from one city to another of course is silly and as we were following this time when they were out there and about, uh, it was very obvious to us there was a, a higher command and control system going on. And that was reflected in bill Barr's statement when he was on the ted cruz show um yesterday that he agreed and that they are investigating these incidents as terrorists and in fact they've they've implemented around the nation uh their their terror watch groups for the federal government because of black lives matter so they're on it and uh, he said there's prosec- there's been arrests there's prosecutions coming they're examining video of, of especially those people that destroyed uh, some of the federal uh, properties or put, you know, uh, were disruptive. Uh, and they're doing facial recognition, and, and they've made arrests and uh, they have people in jail as a result of it
0: already. I remember, I cannot think of her name. I think his last name starts with a P, but she's one of the co-founders of BLM. And I just came across oh, today yeah. that I haven't had a chance to really explore. But she's linked to Bill Ayers from the Weatherman Underground, who right. was a terrorist and launched Barack Obama's uh, political career in his Hyde Park, Chicago home.
1: Right. Well, you know, Bill Ayers um, has a lot of affinity in Northern California, Siskiyou County, in fact, and of course that's a that's a, a rest uh, a redoubt, if you will, for Nancy Pelosi. Shocking. And um, they have worked together incessantly for years to overthrow this country. And Bill Ayers was the one. Um, who got all the Indian tribes all fired up, actually, um, from the D- Lakota Sioux to um, the, the Morongos out here in California. He's been around to virtually every Indian tribe and trying to inspire them to overthrow the United States government. This has been part of his indigenous people's movement program that he started um, out of Siskiyou County, and that's what really got this whole worldwide movement uh, developed. He went down to Argentina, worked with uh, Shining Path, um and of course he's working even to this day uh, with uh, Black Lives Matters and that group. Yeah, that it's all Bill Ayers inspired from the '60s, and uh, that's why if it, to some of us that are old school, you know, we kind of remember seeing these kind of acts and behavior, behaviors from the past, and here it is again haunting us right now.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting you bring this up. The coordination—it's uh, not just coordination in the country. If you look at what's going on abroad in the UK, oh, yeah. Germany, Black Lives Matter is there spreading their mayhem as well,
1: right? It's a worldwide movement, and this you know you, you take a look and you study what happened in Nazi Germany, and you see that what's that's what's happening right here right now, um, and they're they're following that model. And the model is to be disruptive, obviously. And they came out with, um, as an example, Antifa. Even in Nazi Germany, they were anti-fascist, they said. But, you know, they were. They ended up, uh, Antifa and the so-called brown shirts, ended up uh, basically being the so-called sissy boys originally. And uh, they, were, they were very much ridiculed and made fun of. But as time went on, they stayed with it, and they became the monsters, the brown shirts. And they're the ones that basically gave Adolf Hitler uh Germany. And uh that's what's rising here, I think, with antifa and more so with Black Lives Matter. And of course the the key thing here is they just like they did with the Jews, they're objectifying somebody based upon their ethnicity and their race. And of course the Jewish race is what it was anybody who was a Jew was for for Bolton and evil. And so they objectified them. And of course right now what they're doing is um, anybody who's white is objectified, and they're objectifying white guilt. And, of course, that gets associated with uh, what happened with the tribal nations as America grew up and was re- was settled and so on, and the indigenous people were being pushed out. And, of course, that gets all the way back down into um, Christopher Columbus, you know, that whole thing. So all this is being fueled by the objectification of European white guilt and uh we've even shared the stories about the you know the discussion in 2017 in it's california right there in sacramento where they brought in obama administration people and they talked about um the, with the gangs uh, the collection of people basically representing all of california gangs said will your gangsters turn their guns on white Euro- european americans in california and kill them and uh this is this is again um when i said that in 2017 on the radio people were just going nuts and i said well and of course now we know it's a fact well, <laughs> they're just, doing it
0: just like la raza
1: right well la raza has it they uh in all their line lang- and so does mecha they have an their language about the, uh killing the white europeans
0: i know um atlan and then um i'm trying to remember here there was a no, oh, it's escaped me, but Otslan came up recently in BLM. And I and I and someone was telling me a story about a place in BLM and referred to it as Otsalon. And I go, what? And, yeah. and they said, uh, Otsalon. And I said, spell it. And they spelled it. And what I said was, uh, that's the takeover of the Southwest by Mecha and Ulraza and the expulsion of white Europeans. Right. Um, wow, it's incredible, Paul. Absolutely. That's
1: not your language. That's not my language. That's their Ooh, language.
0: That's what they said. I'm not making this up. I've written articles on this and I've documented it. You know, and, and you know, they, they still go back to the uh, Mexican War of 1848 as the justification for what they're doing. Again, let's. Go, how far back in history do we have to go? Right, um, and if you want to take some of these people back to really injustice, and they should be paying reparations, go back to what the Aztecs did. Well, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, it's just and it, see. In other words, it's to me even to say this, it's stupid for me to say that, but it's it's on a par with what. Well, you know, uh, let
1: me tell you this story. You know, I'm a biologist, and um, you know, one of the things. But well, let's go back to this part of the reparations. Maybe they don't want to talk about this, but yeah, and Paul, we got
0: about a, about uh, two minutes.
1: As a biologist, I was taught about the Western cultivars and, and, you know, old world cultivars, new world versus old world. And, you know, one of the things that the conquistadors, which were conquering people, by the way, Spanish and Catholic, um, they came over and found indigenous people that were were cannibals. And um, there were particular tribes... When they'd capture one of the other members of the tribes, what they'd do is slit their skin deeply, and they'd stuff their, their slits in their skin all over their body with peppers. Chili peppers. Because chili peppers were only found in the New World, they weren't found in the Old World. And so what they did is they let them stew, literally, and, and marinate for days before they cooked them and eat them.
0: Now, is where that phrase came fact? from, stewing your own juice?
1: No, well, kind of. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it is.
1: But, you know, what about those Indians?
0: yeah I know, I hear you. I mean this every is, every culture has its sheer yes. wall of shame and and to use this as justification is just to perpetuate the differences and exacerbate them going forward. But see, it's divide and conquer. You see, you have to look at who controls these groups. It's not about settling racial issues or having more equality. It's about dividing and conquering so we can't unite against these fundamental changes that are tearing down our country. That's right. That's exactly right. It's that simple. Well, Paul, uh, in time we have left, tell people how they can follow your good work.
1: Well, Agenda 21 Radio and A21R.com is the way to get there, A21R.com. And, of course, NewCaliforniaState.com, NewCaliforniaState.com. That's the website that has all the information about New California. We're putting up a new website and you can get to that one at ncs51.com. Maybe in a day or so, everything will be cleaned up and you'll have the ability to get there. Um, we're changing websites because it's got to be faster. And, you know, we're we're actually growing up in the world that um, we're going to be the 51st state in no time at all. It's a very, very uh, uh, a, a historic move and, and, and things are happening right now as we speak. So that's very, nice. very happy to be on with
0: you, Dave. Well, that's awesome, Paul, and it's always our pleasure to have you on and continued uh, good luck with the super work you're doing with the 51st the State Movement and with your radio show, and we look forward to having you back again. Thanks, Paul.
1: Thank you. Take care.